So why is it, why is it, whenever you're pushed for time, just as I'm leaving the studio, one of my clients calls in. Just literally, I'm walking out the door and the phone rings and right now, now is not the time to be ignoring a telephone call from a client who we've been trying to book in for the past week. I'm Paul, I'm in a little bit of a hurry and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. Well, it always happens like that, doesn't it? Just when you think everything's under control, you're packed up, Land Rover's set, I'm off to the hearing dogs, and then the phone rings. So where I was originally, really chilled, nice and calm, the weather is beautiful. Very windy though, we had a nightmare last night. Um, spent half the night awake simply with the noise that the wind was making, rattling our windows. So I woke up thinking it was going to be pretty awful today, but in fact, in fact, the sunshine is just lovely. Uh, it's fairly warm, it's not particularly anything at all. Tepid, tepid's a good word for it. Uh, but it should mean it's a good shoot. Today, I know I'm photographing three puppies at the Hearing Dog, so as my beautiful Sarah said to me as I left, it's not exactly a tough gig, is it? Uh, and she'd be right about that. Uh, so what's happened this week? Well, yesterday we did our first commercial business to business uh, shoot the uh, regulations allow us to do commercial work uh, we can't do portraits because that's uh, retail and retail or at least non-essential retail and while I may think that uh, portrait photography is an essential component of your retail life uh, apparently the government and the health officials disagree they're probably right they are far more experienced of these things than I do uh, so we can do commercial portraiture, headshots, anything that's critical to business. What we can't do is um, family. So we did a beautiful portrait shoot yesterday, two incredible uh, human beings for their new startup company, which is a company that is going to help you promote your social media. But it was quite a complicated model. I'm not in, I'm pretty smart. I think I'm pretty smart. I'm not entirely certain I understood every little bit of it. Uh, but I've spent the, the day before that completely scrubbing down the studio because it's really only been me in there uh, for the past, I don't know how long, since before, just before Christmas, I think. I mean, Sarah uh, is working with me, obviously, but most of what she does, she can do from home. So she hasn't really needed to be in that much. Um, and gradually, if you let a photographer, if you let a photographer loose on their own studio for four months, with nobody else to answer to. Well, you can imagine, there was stuff everywhere, including, I found, uh, the charger, the laptop charger, that was the charger I should have had plugged into my laptop for the Graphy Live Lounge over the weekend. For those of you who watched it, thank you. Uh, some lovely emails. Thank you for all of the really, really nice comments uh, I got, mostly about my energy and enthusiasm. I like to think that I delivered some useful content into there, uh, but it sounds like as much as anything else, what I did was bounce, and uh, people seem to connect with that. That in these times, anyone who's got positivity probably, probably isn't a bad thing. Uh, and I think there's a lesson for everybody in there, including me, is because I probably wound myself up, rehearsed the presentation for the live lounge. It's the first time I think I've ever 
rehearsed a presentation. Um, I ran that through two or three times, three times I think, as live, which is which is just unheard of for me. I am really chilled doing presentations. It just doesn't worry me at all. Uh, but for this one, it was so important, and Graphia pumped so much energy into it that I felt <laughs> I felt that it wasn't one that I could wing. <laughs> so I rehearsed it, uh, and then as those of you who watched the live broadcast realized by rehearsing it I managed to flat the battery on my laptop and the charger that I had it plugged into couldn't keep up and so uh, the last five minutes of the presentation uh, well I couldn't I could do it because luckily it didn't need supporting slides but it was a little bit of a scramble there's nothing quite like being on a live feed and then realizing you've got a technical problem that you cannot fix in the time that you have allotted so uh, good fun though graphy were amazing the products are amazing had a chance to have a look at the new storybook curious as to how I'm gonna get that to fit in uh, to the business but it looks amazing Amalfi paper this beautiful handmade paper but with uh, really gorgeous uh, chroming uh, I don't know what they call the name of the uh, printing on top of it but just absolutely lovely so uh, that's something to look at uh, really, really, really good. Uh, what, what else? Oh yeah, back to the tidying the studio. I found my charger. Uh, <laughs> it took a lot of scrubbing down. I was amazed at how much stuff I've managed to leave lying around. There were lenses everywhere. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know lens caps. I, have, I seem to breed lens caps. Why have I got so many lens caps? I don't own that many lenses. But there were lens caps everywhere. Cables, of course, batteries, chargers. Uh, and everything else but all in all uh, it was nice it was really nice I say it was nice it was so lovely to have clients to work with again yesterday uh, it was a nice start partly because really smart people the two people I was photographing my kind of people very very smart uh, one has a PhD the other was a lawyer and so it was just it was just a luxury to have them in the studio I think the only challenge was I was so excited to see people and to be working with people uh, that the shoot was a tad on the long side. And there's not I can do about that. I'm a, I'm a talker at the best of times. Here I am on a podcast talking to myself, essentially. Uh, can you imagine what I was like with two people in the studio who I not only liked, but I was enjoying working with. And it was the first commercial shoot I've done in about four months. The first people-based. So, uh, oh traffic lights where's it with traffic lights I think there should be a law about traffic lights I don't mind traffic lights because obviously if you're fixing a road traffic lights are somewhat important what I object to is traffic lights protecting off an empty bit of road where there is nothing there are no people there's no hole there's nothing it's just traffic lights it's a little bit like that barrier wasn't it a toll gate in oh goodness what was the Mel Mel uh, thingy film. Ah, oh, man, it'll come back to me. It'll suddenly pop into my head where the cowboys are riding across the American plains and they get to a toll gate. Just a gate, nothing else. There's no fences around it and they all queue to pay their tolls. That's what that traffic lights was like. There's no reason to have traffic lights. Uh, anyway, uh, it was just lovely to be shooting again. I, I thought it would be just like riding a bike I just climb back on and away I'd go but in fact I found it more tricky than I'd expected just the photography bit was fine but just getting the rhythm and the flow of a shoot back together uh, was more tricky than I had anticipated that it was going to be 
took me a moment just to get back into the swing of things and that was another reason of the shoot uh, probably probably that that long uh, this week's been a bit of a nightmare the mastering portrait photography website went uh, we didn't go down um, the beautiful guys at SiteGround who we host with made some updates to the control panel so every website has back-end controls that's just how you control where the files sit you know FTP access and things like that for, for people to get other people to do their website you just have to know there's a control panel um, and they made some changes to it it didn't occur to me that anything would break and having tested the website really thoroughly nothing had broken until someone placed an order for downloads and at which point we discovered uh, ultimately that the changes they'd made had broken it the problem was that I looked I was spending ages looking inside our website container and everything was fine but what they'd done was broken something outside of the container and the challenge with that is that all of the downloads for the mastering portrait photography shop they are all outside the container and all that means is that we access files if you place an order you access files through the platform that you can't download you can't cheat and bypass it and download because they're being served from outside of the website part of the container and of course it took me three days to figure this out of course they had changed that and it broke all of the downloads but it took me three days of head scratching and it's that real frustration as well. I know, I know, I know the answer. I know it's there. <laughs> I can feel it. I just can't touch it. And then uh, I think, as usual with something complicated, I chewed on it and chewed on it. I'd done a ton of investigation. I'd looked at every log that I could find and nothing, absolutely nothing. And then suddenly it occurred to me that I'd seen a similar thing before, that if you didn't get the file path correct when you created the product, you then couldn't see any orders. It just wouldn't let you. And uh, that was that. It took me then another afternoon to fix it. And it's the trouble with websites, you know, if, particularly if you do your own. If, you do, if somebody else does it for you, it's great, but of course you pay a lot of money for that. And uh, unless you have somebody who's really, really good, you can get fairly mediocre results. So I've always done my own. So that at least if I get it wrong, it's my own damn fault. But the flip side of that, of course, is that it's uh, stressful and could take a lot of time and it just ate three days of this week. Um, what else? Oh, news, Nikon have announced the Z9, Z9 for my American colleagues. Cannot wait. I am loving, I'll be honest, I'm loving mirrorless. Uh, the Z7, which I've got, Z7 II, Mark II, is a fab camera. It, it, the picture quality of this thing is just beautiful. Uh, I'm loving the information you get in the EVF. I've never had a problem with an electronic viewfinder. I know lots of people don't like them. I've never had a problem with it. Uh, I find the only time I struggle is the, I don't know what it's called, the hand-to-eye time. So as I scoop the camera up and put my eye to the viewfinder, it takes a split second for the display to kick in and that really irritates me, particularly when I'm shooting fast-moving subjects. Um, I find that sometimes the subject has fast moved its way out of where I wanted to photograph it. Uh, but I'm loving the additional things that mirrorless gives you, the ability to have a histogram in display, uh, the heads-up displays on things like um, the horizon. That's really useful for some of the work I do is to know that the camera is dead horizontal. Lots of little bits like that. It's a bit slow though, uh, at least in terms of focusing. The focusing system is not yet there. 
I knew that would be the case and really that only catches me out when I'm shooting fast running dogs running towards the camera and while it does catch me out so did the D5 if I'm honest now I don't know I, I mean when I got the Z7 we were waiting really to buy the D6 and by all accounts the focusing was another notch up on the D5 but my guess is you know fast moving dogs just like any other fast moving subject you have to take a lot of pictures and you'll get enough uh, in focus so I find that a little bit frustrating but that's more than made up for uh, with the other things the little bits and pieces and even manually focusing now uh, I'm just starting to play with that because one of my favorite lenses has got the the old school uh, motor uh, axle, axle on it so drive that requires the camera to have a motor in it and of course the Z7 doesn't have that but I can still bolt it on and I can use manual focusing and the focus peaking uh, on the EVF is just lovely so all in all uh, having a ball with it but but now that Nikon have announced the Z9 that's clearly where we're headed I'm just waiting for specs and prices uh, and when that's going to be available but that will be the unit that we put in play uh, and I'm unbelievably unbelievably excited about it well I'm a photographer right so I love a bit of kit uh, what else well I think that's it from the uh, updates one little just nugget I suppose uh, just this morning was chatting with one of our members on whatsapp while I was busily formatting some cards uh, and she said that she'd run a competition and uh, well it's me that actually said to her she's asking me about competitions last week and I would said oh we've run competitions and things on Facebook and I had one where the winner didn't want to accept the prize <laughs> they just assumed they were being stitched up and I was giving a thousand pounds worth of product away uh, and they didn't turn up uh, and I had a note back from her this morning saying oh thank god for that she said it's happened to me too uh, and if I if I hadn't have mentioned it she would have been a little bit confused in fact her exact words were she'd have been floored by it well that happens people enter these things and then when they win they think that you're fleecing them which I find completely bizarre but it is the way it is people are just funny um, so if you're running a competition be aware that even if you're even if you're offering an amazing prize your winner weirdly may refuse it <laughs> there'll be no rhyme or reason or no logic anyway today's very quick nugget as I am stuck behind a bus now and a learner driver heading to the hearing dogs is all about who buys the ugly cars? Think about it. You look at a car and you think that is pig ugly. And yet it's being driven by someone. And if it's being driven by someone, it's been bought by someone. Ugly car, ugly color, not my bag. And the thing about that, that whole thought process, it got, I mean, I'm sitting in a car looking at ugly cars, thinking, why, who would buy that? Why would you buy that car? It's clearly the designers were having a giraffe. There is no way, there's no way that I would buy that car. Which means the people in that car are looking at me in my car going, look at that ugly car. No one in their right mind would buy that ugly car. Now, obviously I'm driving a Land Rover Defender, so nobody thinks that. I'm driving the most beautiful car in the world, albeit one that looks like a biscuit tin. But everybody is in their car looking at other people in their cars thinking, who bought or who buys those ugly cars? everybody thinks that even the people in the cars that I think are ugly here's my point every single car is designed to suit a market it's designed to have a price point and a customer base that those designers those marketeers those financiers the people that put together that package it's not an accident now it may look like a car crash to me 
But to the people who bought that car, that's the perfect mix of aesthetics, functionality, price and service. And every single car you see, someone has done their homework. Every car has a buyer, every car has a market. And the same is true in every single business that sells some kind of product or some kind of service. You can't please everybody and some people are gonna look at your work and think, that's not great. It's just not my bag. I'm not saying the cars are crap, I'm saying I don't like them. And that's very different. And the same is true of your photography. You can't suit everybody, but you have to find your buyer. When I'm teaching students, and I know I've mentioned this in podcasts before, when I'm teaching students the future of tomorrow's market, very often they're free of any inhibitions. They've got tastes and flavors to their imagery that I'm not gonna appreciate because they're young. They've come in with completely different influences and experiences to me. Sometimes I look at the photography and I don't understand it. And, but when I talk to the student, they really do. They really do. It's well thought through, it's well executed. It's just not my bag. And my point to them is always the same. If you love it, if you love it, it's beautiful. You have to go out and find your market. And that's not just true of the students, that's true of all of us and it's true of car manufacturers. It doesn't matter what the car looks like, they need to go and find their market. Some people are gonna love it, some people are gonna hate it. But if it's on the road, enough people love it, including the people that signed it off and the people who have now bought it, to say that that's a success. Somebody is buying those ugly cars. Now, please don't misconstrue this as I pull into the hearing dogs. Please, please, please don't misconstrue this. I am not saying that uh, you can have a crap product or crap service. I'm really not. I'm a big advocate that your, the quality of your product, everything you offer, it has to be great. It has to be the best that you can produce. What I'm saying is just bear in mind that every, every style, every photographer, every outlet, every business, every ugly car has a market. I said it again, I really am not saying you can have crap photography or that anyone's photography is crap, I'm really not. I'm just saying markets are varied, people are varied. The combination of the style, quality and output of your business along with the service that you offer and the price at which you offer it, all of that plays into the customer you will find. Your challenge, your challenge is simply to find that customer. And on that happy note, as I just very gingerly edge a very large car into a very small, that's not going in there. I'm gonna pick a different parking space before I clip someone's bumper. This thing, I've got the best uh, parking detectors in the world on this car. Basically, if the car next to me is moving, I've hit it <laughs> and that's it. That's the only parking sensor I have. It is quite literally, uh, if, if, if the car next, and it's good, oh look at that, it's because somebody's parked their car really badly. Guys, guys, you've got to learn to park your cars. One of the hearing dogs, oh man, that's close. One of the hearing dogs drivers thinks their car is about 10 feet longer than it is and has left the back end sticking so far out. I'm gonna go find out who that is and have a moan because they're lucky I haven't just, well I say I'm lucky really, not they're lucky, I'm lucky I haven't just taken their wing off. Uh, let me just reverse this in. So that is, uh, that is my message from today is just all about that. When you're assessing your product, remember that you can have many, many and varied approaches to exactly the same problem. And as long as you can find a buyer 
then all is well in the world. Please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever it is that you consume your podcasts. Head over to masteringportraitphotography.com. We're constantly updating the content on there. Look out for me in Enphoto and Professional Photo magazines. Uh, it's my privilege to write for both of those incredible publications. And on that happy note, I'm going to switch off the engine. Wish you all a good day. And remember, whatever else, be kind to yourselves. Take care.